Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? Thank you for tuning in into another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. How are you doing today, my love? I'm well. How are you? I can't complain. We had a very extremely eventful week um, starting off. Um, what did we do this week? Well, before we say what we did this week, we hit 4,000 listens. 4,000 plays, 4,000 listens. That is a great milestone. That is a wonderful milestone. Um, and we were actually afforded the opportunity to preview an upcoming show at the National Gallery of Art called Afro-Atlantic Histories. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a phenomenal show. A press preview. Like we were actually <laughs> press, you know? Yeah, so that was wonderful. What was your experience like? I was all over the place. I was nervous. I was excited. I was happy going into this space that we were invited to, a space that you and I never been in, not knowing how to like carry myself in this space because, you know, I'm just a, a, a young DMV DC head boy. Mm-hmm. It was gratifying. It was, it was a wonderful experience. The, the art there, the curators, the people, the energy, it felt natural. It after. felt like home. Yeah, it actually yeah. felt great, and it felt like we belonged there. Whereas beforehand, <laughs> we were feeling like maybe that, you know, this how would we fit into this environment? Or like, you know, are we even press? <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, we are artists. Absolutely. So we are the environment. Yes. You know? And it just took a second to realize that once we were there, relaxed and, Mm -hmm. you know, just walked around and listened to the curators speak about these different pieces. We felt at home. We felt at home. Definitely. Who gave us the invite, though? Tell them uh, who the plug was. Oh, absolutely. Phenomenal artist, talented artist that Phil had an opportunity to interview. Her name is Zudeka and Zinga Terrell. Mm -hmm. um, Shout out. Shout out. Thank you. You know, I, I... already felt the warmth (laughs) when she shared the invitation and just like how it's very important for us to be in the spaces that are you know doing things and I I just love the idea that she's helping us move forward or helping us get through a door that we probably wouldn't have had the opportunity had she not given the reference so we definitely appreciate you that's important I just wanted to mention when we came back I had the conversation with your mother, and she was like, do you guys, we were still nervous of the fact, and she was like, do you guys know what you look like when you're in these type of spaces or something? She said like that, and, I was, and you said no, and she was like, you are what D.C. used to look like. You are, you What know, D.C. used to be, like very unapologetically black in spaces where you wouldn't normally see that. So I guess it was gratifying because even when we're at the museum, do you remember one of the, um, the security that was um, there to protect the art Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or kind of just manage where people were and make sure they don't step on certain places. They're not supposed to step on. He literally 
was just like he started applauding and then like put a fist up, yeah, gave us a <laughs> just black like power shaking fist. a black power fist, saying like, you know, I'm so happy you guys are here. And I don't know, like, I knew what he meant, but I was just really shocked by it. Yeah, because I wasn't expecting that, but that was love. But, you yeah. know, that yeah. was really sweet. Also, thank you to Miss um, Isabella. Mm-hmm. Who also, um, you know, kind of contacted us about the opportunity. Shout out. Yes. So we just want to jump into this. We don't want to take a lot of time um, to speak about only our personal experiences because we have the interviews that we had with the, the curator as well as the dean of the Center for Advanced Studies in Visual Arts. Um, both of them were very very sweet um Mm -hmm. so we just wanted to share a little bit about you know that experience as well so before we do that um we wanted to share with you what afro-atlantic histories is so on april 10th the national gallery of art will welcome the public to view afro-atlantic histories it is a much anticipated exhibition with historical and cultural narratives that explore the beauty and legacy of the african diaspora The exhibition includes art dating as far back as the 17th century, which includes historical artifacts and art from the Americas, Africa, Europe, and the Caribbean. Afro-Atlantic Histories is breathtaking. We had the pleasure of speaking with Stephen Nelson, the Dean of the Center for Advanced Studies in the Visual Arts, and the first ever curator of African-American art at NGA, Ms. Kenitra Fletcher. To learn more about why this exhibition is an experience you definitely do not want to miss, please visit nga.gov. Afro-Atlantic Histories is open to the public from April 10th to July 17th. We host a podcast called Creative Habits Podcast, um, and we speak with artists uh, from many different genres. We have actors, uh, painters, singers, um, and, and so on. And um, we're doing pretty well, and we were invited here to, you know, have a conversation yes. with the curator. Yes. So uh, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time out to speak with us. We're really glad you're here. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a pleasure, it's an honor to speak with you today. Sweet, sweet. So um, can you explain why it is important to document the Afro-Atlantic history? Oh, um, yeah. I can start to explain it. Yeah. It, it. I think there are many reasons that it's important to document the, the histories of people of African descent in, in the U.S., in the Caribbean, in Latin America, throughout, throughout the Western Hemisphere, in part because, they're, if I'm being blunt, mm-hmm. the Western Hemisphere as we know it would not exist without peoples of African descent. Um, many of the cultures, many of the laws, many of the ways that we live are directly affected by the transatlantic slave trade, by people having been brought over here and bringing their cultures and ideas and forms with them, right? And by slavery and the ways in which countries became countries around slavery. The United States is one one of the best examples, right? Mm If, if there were no slavery, the U.S. as we know it would be something very different, really, really different. And so that's the one thing. Um, it's also important because for so long, black people were told that we have no history. 
that you know everything suddenly started, you know, very recently. That our that our histories are not deep and that they are not long. Um, and we're told that you know we don't even feel at home in this place where we've been longer than many others. And so I think that that uncovering these histories is important for a sense of place, a sense of pride, and a sense of knowing where you came from and being able to work with that. Yes, I can definitely agree with that because with you sharing how historically just how um, we've been written about in books and literature um, from other people's view, yep. point of view, we don't really see the common thread, um, right, which right. is that even though we are separated by water and in different mm -hmm. places, our culture kind of resonates in similar ways mm -hmm. <laughs> as mm -hmm. we see it. So I wanted mm -hmm. to know, like, what was the, um, the process of selecting the artwork mm -hmm. as far as um, trying to figure out how to make it flow to tell the right. narrative? Right. Well, many of the artworks were selected in Brazil. Mm -hmm. So you're remembering that the first iteration of this show right. was... Um, was, appeared in Sao Paulo, mm -hmm. the Museum of Sao Paulo in 2018. And so that curatorial team create, you know, selected a lot of the works for that iteration of the show. And that was a very large show. It was 400, over 400 objects in two venues. And when we came here, you know, Kenitra largely organized the U.S. tour, starting in Houston, coming here. And in this iteration, um, Molly Donovan and I were working with Kenitra mm -hmm. to come up with, with a of, selection of work that would speak to African-American experiences and African-American audiences, but also show that the experiences we have of diaspora are international, mm -hmm. that it's not just the US, that it is also all of these other places mm -hmm. and the ways in which we all emerged and formed are similar in certain ways, but they're also very different in others. And so, you know, black experience in the U.S. is very different from black experience in Jamaica or Cuba or Haiti or Brazil. And so what we wanted to do here is start to get to that, you know, this sort of, and thinking about a kind of international and varied and multiple scene of, of different histories being played out. Yeah. Um, naturally, um, just as our existence, we're very colorful people mm. through um, just the way our mannerisms are and, and our music, you know, especially. You can't think of any African Atlantic uh, person who doesn't have a music without percussion. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the, true. the heartbeat of all of us across mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the world in a sense. Um, how, is there a common, thread, because you have works of, pieces of work from all over, is there a common thread that you see that can, uh, combines us all as one people? Well, I think that certain experiences combine us as, I, I think of, I think of this as sort of either familial as a kind of, and I mean, I mean that really loosely, like a loose family of people of African descent, and we all came from places in Africa, right? But, but in terms of you, your question, I think that that music and the way that music moves and connects and splits mm -hmm. and syncopates mm -hmm. underscores a lot of what happens here in this show. Mm -hmm. And that can mean either in everyday lives where 
artists are representing music directly or in, in resistances where Daniel and Ramos actually has musical instruments in his installation to think about sound and voice and power, right? how they all come together. Or in other ways where, where you know, lives, carnival, you know, the market, <laughs> the jazz hall, right? All get structured around music. That music, like food, right, is one of those things that binds, right? It's one of those things from which we derive experience. And artworks come from that, too. So even something like Ramari Bearden, you know, he's looking at jazz. He's also looking at blues music. And then others are looking at merengue, samba, salsa, and, and the like. Normally, when I was um, growing up, I would always come to the gallery, um, but mostly what mm -hmm. I would find was a lack of representation of our cultures in um, you know, spaces like this. So um, mm -hmm. why do you think it's important for it to be here now? You just asked the $64,000 question, right? <laughs> Why is it important for it to be here now? Yeah. And I think that you, you, you hit the nail on the head, mm. right? You have come here to the gallery, to the National Gallery, and to other spaces, mm -hmm. and not seen yourself represented, yeah. not seen stories that, that speak to you very viscerally, very deeply, mm. on the walls, yeah. right? And I think in this moment, with a show like this, we're at a B, I see the show as a beginning, okay. right? Where, where spaces like these, spaces like the National Gallery, become more inclusive, that, that we start showing different experiences on the walls, right. that we start telling the stories of different people in their own words, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, not, not Assuming that, you know, if you're coming to the space, that that's the only thing you're interested in seeing, right? And so I think that having the stories of all of us, you know, of black people, of Latinx people, of, of Asian people, of white people, you know, mm -hmm. all people, um, in a space like this creates a way for us to understand ourselves better, mm -hmm. but also understand each other more deeply. I absolutely love that. Yeah. And that's why I'm blown away with this exhibition and so excited um, because we need this, you know. We I, need this. I'm also an educator and I know that mm -hmm. a lot of my students don't like going to museums. You know, they just recently started mm -hmm. because they have been, um, you know, representation, more representation of, you know, our people and our history now mm -hmm. in museums. But prior to that, they weren't interested right. in getting to the museum because they didn't see themselves. You don't see yourself. So. <laughs> and I think it's really important. But it's yeah. important for everyone to see themselves. Absolutely. Right? But it's also important for people to feel welcome. Mm -hmm. Right. And part of feeling welcome is to, is going in knowing that some of your story is going to be there. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And that you then can connect with other stories. And mm -hmm. and I think in the National Gallery, you know, we're not the first people to get this. Yeah. I mean, if we said we were, it'd be, it'd be ridiculous. But, um, but I think that there's a seriousness towards, towards us getting there mm -hmm. and towards us doing the work. Right. Uh, 
we have a lot of work to do. And I think that, that this exhibition helps us really get some momentum on, on doing the or work. Or at least starts the, the conversation. You know, yeah. convers just talking about it first is, is mm -hmm. extremely important. Right, mm -hmm. right. And Definitely. so I think it's valuable. I think it's also beautiful. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is the thing, right? It's, it's not only that you're on the wall, mm -hmm. it's that there are these amazing things absolutely, here absolutely. That, that are by our people, mm -hmm. that are for everybody, mm -hmm. but us too, <laughs> right? And, um, and there's something powerful. I don't know if you noticed when you go into the first room, mm -hmm. right? And you see Hank Willis Thomas's yes. piece, and you see yourself. Yes. yes. And it's literal. Yes. Absolutely. It's literal, Very literal. Right? <laughs> And I love that because we're also, you know, we're both black, but I'm Zimbabwean-American. Yeah. And yes. so, you know, his own culture of being here. But that feeling mm -hmm. of being displaced, but knowing right. where you come from is... is it's, yes, you it's see really right important. There. Or mm -hmm. even if you don't know where you come mm -hmm. from, understanding that there's something, Absolutely. that there's something. Right. We, you know, I can't trace mm -hmm. where I'm from in Africa. You yeah. know, my family, you know, some of them are from here, mm -hmm. some of them are from Jamaica, mm -hmm. some of them, you know, and, and you lose tracks, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't know. And however, up here, you know, mentally or emotionally, we know something. Like, there is something out there, right, right. that contributes to who we are. And, um, I mean, it was interesting when Kenitra made the remark about, you know, going to Africa and feeling super American. <laughs> I had that yeah. experience. I lived in Cameroon for a year. I'd never yeah. felt so American in all my life. <laughs> but, but there was some common thing. Right. You know, some common black thing. Absolutely. And that's what I that, love about it, you know, yeah. Um, just uh, one more question. I know this might be a hard question to uh, answer, but um, out of everything that you uh, collectively showed with uh, your fellow curators, which piece would be um, the most impactful to you, for you? Yes, person. <laughs> I have two answers because on a certain on a certain level, you're asking me to pick one of my you know, 130 yeah. children. <laughs> Which one's your favorite child? That's a hard question. <laughs> so, and if I had to pick, this is terrible. This is terrible. Um, there are different works that work on me in different ways, and that mm. is the diplomatic answer, right? Mm. However, you know, for me, it's the it's the Zanili Maholi mm. Mikazake too. Yes. It yes. was it's, it was the eyes for me, you know. Even though the skin. The skin isn't really the, to me, the skin isn't really the, the subject of the matter. It's the eyes. It's the hope in the eyes. It's the gaze, you know, it's, it's the relatability. Like, that person could be my aunt, you know, or, or aunt. right, right. <laughs> We're from two from two different places, but it's still relatable to the both of us. We and they could be my family. They yeah. could be my family. Right, mm -hmm. right. They might have been, you know, that that position of, of the domestic or this yes. and that could have been my family. Mm -hmm. And that's really powerful. And also using these sort of tools of, you know. Story in the headdress, yeah. yeah. Can resonate with that as well. Yeah. Definitely. It's perfect. It's perfect. Um, I think that's all we have. We really thank appreciate you. it. Yes, thank I you. I feel long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is
really amazing, and um, mm -hmm. you guys did a really great job curating. I'm this just so glad so, that you two are here. It's been really a pleasure to talk with you. We're so about. honored. Yeah, it was such a pleasure. <laughs> so, how did the art make you feel? It made me feel like I was meant to be an artist, and I was proud of my ancestry. I was proud of my people. Oftentimes, I think there was a redundancy that was happening prior to this trend of celebrating blackness or the culture and the histories of blackness. Um, but feeling like the only thing that we can gain from anything that has to do with the arts is our suffering. So it was refreshing to see that, yes, we have suffered, but this is an, another way to look at it or another way to view our struggles through the beauty of us, you know, seeking something else or like, I don't know. It's, I hope I'm, you know, articulating as best as I can, but just feeling like, just feeling like we matter, <laughs> period. Feeling like we are a part of nations where we are often disregarded or erased or not looked at as having a great impact on the foundation of building certain nations or certain places. Beyond the foundation. All right. So just being in that space and seeing what a lovely collection of ideas and pieces of work came together in that way or in a visual narrative that tells the story from the 17th century, you know, throughout present time. Everything had a connection or a common thread, you know, through it. Sometimes when I was looking at images, I would forget, you know, what country am I looking at or what group of people am I looking at? Because our culture or our traditions that stem from Africa are embedded in us in a way that we can't even, we don't really notice that it's embedded in us. Or um, the way that we have features that could be similar from another black person from a different place. Um, yeah, so it's like, or when we were looking at the portrait of the artist Zanile Muholi, I hope I'm pronouncing the last name correctly. Um, and I hope I am because I am Southern African, so that would be horrible. However, um, she heard the gaze, the eyes, right? Coming from different parts of the world, I, I'm pretty sure that you know what those eyes meant. You know that you could read those eyes because we've seen or we've felt that experience before or witness that gaze. Yeah. How was your experience? What did you think about the show? I loved it. Mm -hmm. Everything was a cohesive pace through time. Nice. Starting from the 1700s all the way up to current time. Just seeing representations of art that was created by people who weren't celebrated like our European counterparts. I forget which piece it was, but it was an artist who painted um, 
portraits of each other or portraits of people just like how do I want to explain it just like how the Europeans used to paint like royalty and people of status um this artist will paint black people in the same manner you know the same in stature and and just pride within that person you know and then you had pieces that show the 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 hurt and 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 pain within the body but still has hope in in the mm-hmm. eyes and the gaze you know what i mean so mm-hmm. or even finding out that there was a a, a African, a, a black saint from the 1700s, there was a statue of this uh, saint. Um, uh, saint Benedict. Yeah, so he was a black guy with golden robes, a statue, and was celebrated as a saint in the 1700s during when slavery was at its highest, you know, at its peak. That That, that baffled me. You know, it was like going through time. Absolutely. And I loved the diversity of. Yeah, the the diversity of Africans across Mm -hmm. the um, Atlantic, you know, whether it be from the uh, Caribbean islands to South America to North America, you know, all the way up to like this whole Western side of the planet. Um, even though we had different culture, different customs, there was still a similarity between all, all of us. That common thread, that you one thing I mean? that ties us together, definitely. And um, what I found very interesting was the very... Um, it, it kept reappearing for me, which was like um, the influence of Yoruba culture in many of the different um, spaces or artworks from different places across the Atlantic um, that kind of demonstrated, you know, the roots or like the traditions that were brought um, from from Africa. So um, there were a lot of like artifacts that had um, ties to Yoruba culture, but also the piece that... Um, Carrie James Marshall had created, which had, you know, pieces of Yoruba culture within it. Um, yeah, I was just like, this exhibition is one that you do not want to miss, first of all. If you're in the D.C. <laughs> area or if you're traveling. If you don't and, mind traveling. This you know, is... just come to the National Gallery of Art and really check it out. I think Absolutely. How long will it be up until like? July. July, mm-hmm. yeah. July 17th. Really check it out. Yeah, so we have a podcast uh, called Creative Habits Podcast. Okay. Um, mainly interview artists from all over. Um, we had actors, painters, um, directors, Sorry. photographers, all oh, types wow. of different okay. uh, genres. Thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we actually started in 2020. Um, oh. We've now in, interviewed over 150 artists internationally. Amazing. Wow. Thank you. So okay. we really, um, we appreciate this opportunity to get a chance to speak with you. Happy to have you. Are you all based in D.C.? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. Yes. Yeah. Right. So uh, first and foremost, congratulations <laughs> on this <laughs> wonderful exhibition. It's Thank amazing. you. Amazing. Yes, it's um, three years in the making. I mean, well, it originated in Sao Paulo in 2018, but um, I officially started 
working on it in 2019. Yeah. What was the first initial um, feeling you got when, I don't know if they reached out to you or you applied? When <clears throat> well, it was when I saw the catalog, really, mm -hmm. that arrived um, in my office one day from a curatorial colleague and actually from the director. When I saw the catalog and I saw the breadth of it and just the different stories that it was telling, I was like blown away. It was one of the first exhibitions that I have seen personally where you're incorporating different um, artists of European descent and African descent to tell the story of the African diaspora. Yes. You know, you don't often think about how these cultures actually were intertwined um, and are, are, and how black people were integral to the development of Western civilization. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think mostly we think of how black people and black culture are counter to Europeans, but no, in fact, we, um, uh, these cultures develop in lockstep um, with each other, through each other. And I think that's what this show is trying to get across, what this show gets across. Absolutely, that's why I was blown away when I saw The, um, the Saint um, and the year said 1700s, right. and I'm like, what? I know, and, and he was venerated. I mean, he was, and I think it's in the label that mm -hmm. he was celebrated even before he mm -hmm. became a saint. Right. Like, that work was made before he was um, canonized. Is that what yeah. saints are? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no Catholic. Um, but, yeah, he, um, right, so I think it shows the importance of Absolutely. that figure. In Europe. Um, can you explain why? it's important to document the Afro-Atlantic histories. Why it's important to you? Why it's important to me? Well, I mean, because I am of <laughs> African descent. Yeah. And I think that um, a, a lot of museums, major institutions like the National Gallery, um, you know, haven't been reflecting my, our histories as, as Af people of African descent. And um, I think, especially for this show, it was important to have it here because of this space. I mean, actually the space that we're in right now, the Mellon Galleries, this is where you normally see Manets and Surat. Yeah. And here we now have works by Haitian artists and, and Jamaican artists. Um, and it's this, this rare opportunity and an exciting opportunity for, for the, the, these artists and for this institution mm -hmm. at the same time. Yes, definitely. So as the, cu as social, the curator, what do you hope um, the viewer takes away from this experience? Uh, so many things. I mean, we were just talking about being of African descent. I yes. hope that people that visit here are, are proud uh, or see themselves, of course. I mean, that's yeah. the phrase <laughs> these days, right? But um, I hope that people uh, learn about artists. I hope they become curious to learn and to see these artists that are rarely exhibited um, outside of their countries. You know, um, Barrington Watson, I keep staring at this beautiful portrait, but he um, was celebrated in Jamaica, right? But people rarely see his work outside of Jamaica. You know, there's so many artists that don't have enough scholarly attention, enough research has been done about them. I'm hoping that they, um, that there are, um, monographic treatments of these of artists that they get in solo shows. I mean, I think about what happened with Soul of a Nation, yeah. what that did for so many um, of those artists' careers. I hope that this show can do that for many of the artists, um, as many artists in it as well. Um, gosh, what else do I want? There's, I mean, you know, 
Well, just to see how integral black people were to the development of the modern of the, of the modern world, of the modern West, of American society. Um, I think that the show also speaks to that in a lot of ways, and it helps us think about how you know slavery led to capitalism, right? These um, um, the, the struggles for emancipation um, led to uh, discourses on democracy that we hear today. Um, African ideas and, and people and cultures have shaped and influenced arts, particularly modern art, as I'm sure you know, um, but also uh, dance, music, food ways. I mean, we are integral to develop the modern West, and we have to think about that and and and. and Make sure people make sure people know. <laughs> if I'm, I'm losing a word, but um, yeah, that's what I want, really. Um, speaking of this particular piece, you said it was a Jamaican artist, right? It is. This reminds me of my mother, her two sisters. You know, oh, just wow. the fact that you could come in here, see mm -hmm. paintings and, and images that are relatable, mm -hmm. is extremely important. Right. You know, I'm from this area. You rarely see any real representation outside of, you know, yeah. um, the African-American Museum. Yeah. Like, so yeah. this is extremely important and, 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 and gratifying in a sense. Absolutely. And I love that, that you can see that. I mean, I don't know if you're Jamaican descent. No. Okay, so no. what I think is exciting about that is um, in some ways you want to talk about there, that there are differences, right, between different nations for sure. But there are so many similarities because those um, historical processes like slavery and oppression and colonialism, those were global processes. You know, people of African descent, African descent labored and created culture under similar conditions all over the diaspora. So it's understandable that you see those similarities and those continuities um, between Absolutely. different people of different nations. And so I just love that you see your family in these like, women from Jamaica, you know? I mean, that's, that's what I think um, this exhibition does so mm -hmm. well. Definitely. Know, finds those connections. We were just having a conversation about there's so many common threads. Mm -hmm. um, so like he said, that could be, you know, his relatives, which is the same for me, but we're from different places. Right. You know, right. even though we all look the same, we all have different cultures, but out of those differences, we still have something that ties us together, which right. is, you know, our connection to Africa. Right. Which piece resonates with you the most? <laughs> this question. Um, like, I mean, I can't choose one. Yeah. All of it resonates with me, but, you know, I think that Victoria Santa Cruz video, mm -hmm. they shouted uh -huh. black at me. Yeah. I mean, that just hits me yeah. so hard. <laughs> you know, obviously, as a black woman, I mean, I identify with some of what she's saying. And again, she is Afro-Peruvian, mm -hmm. right? I, I've been to Peru, but I am very far right. from being an Afro-Peruvian person. But here I am, you know, in uh, 50 years later in America saying, yes, I totally identify with what you've experienced in Peru. So, um, and then I also love that, you know, when we you turn up the volume, you're going to hear this black woman yelling, I am black, yes. throughout the National Gallery. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, think about that, right? So that's, that's um, a huge change, a huge shift in this, this space. And so I think that, yeah, that's probably one of my favorites. Yeah. That's extremely important, you know, um, just having representation, like a young girl can come here see all this beautiful art and see you as the curator 
you know, mm-hmm. and be like, hey, I want to do that when I'm older. You or know? I can see myself there. Right, you know? mm-hmm. right. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> for so long, I think art history was one of those fields where, you know, at least my parents and maybe other people's parents were like, you, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you, you can't, what kind of job are you going to get? Because, you know, they want me to be able to pay my bills. And thinking about art history is like, okay, I don't know about that. But now, because of so many people before me, you know, and shows like this, now people see it as a viable career option. And I think that's really exciting and important because that's the only way that we're going to continue to see shows like Afro-Atlantic history is like Soul of a Nation and, the, you know, and, and to really take this work seriously and right. to see it as standards of excellence as yeah, well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, is there an overall message um, that you would like to convey to you know, people who might want to come to this exhibit and experience it? What are perhaps apprehensive because, like we oh. had in the beginning, a lot of um, our people don't come to the museums because they don't see ourselves. Right. So, right. how would you? Well, I mean, I really think if they see that portrait section, they change their <laughs> mind. Because, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to brag, but I think that that is a stunner, that section. And I think that's where you literally see yourself, you know, uh, in the galleries. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, I'm trying to think about how to answer that. The question was? Um, the overall message. The overall yeah. message. Well, I mean, I sound like a broken record, but I, but, I'm, but I do think it's that the black people, black cultures are integral. Yeah. And it, it's, um, we are, as the David Hammond's Amer- African-American flag shows us, we are woven into the fabric of this nation. Yes. Um, we are integral, um, we are important and significant and um, deserve to, our, for our um, artist expression deserves to be on the walls of institutions like the National Gallery, um, where it hasn't been for so long. Yeah, I think it also demonstrates the diversity of who we are as a people. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. exactly. I mean, the diversity, the similarities and the difference, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's all at play here. There's just so many different layers and ways to think about it. Um, but what we're also like thinking about how much the history has shaped the present mm-hmm. today. It's always like history and legacy. And that's one of the important things about the show is that there are these um, conversations happening between the works where you see artists, contemporary artists living today, looking back Mm -hmm. and responding to the narratives that have been presented in the Mm -hmm. past and saying, no, that's only one side of the story. Or here here are the voices that um, you might have missed um, when looking at earlier European works of art, right, that have been celebrated and shown all, all, all around the world, but there was always something else missing. And so they're really like refocusing our attention to consider um, black people, black stories that have often been overlooked. Absolutely. Yeah. So we have one final question for you. Okay. How does it feel to be the first ever curator of African American art at the NGA? Ah, that's a good question that I don't even know if I can answer. Um, it's a really big deal. It is a big deal. A huge responsibility. Absolutely. As just, you know. it, it is um, humbling in a lot of ways. Um, you know, what happened during the pandemic 
So it really hasn't even sunk in because I was like sitting at my apartment in Houston, being that new associate curator. I was still in Houston and I just recently moved here in October. So I've only been here six months, but um, I think this show is now making it all come real. And now, um, you know, I think because people like you who are expressing interest in the show, now I'm starting to like. It, I feel great about it. I mean, I was thrilled to take the position to begin with, yes. but now I'm like seeing what it, what it means, and um, and you know, thinking about the responsibilities of of this position. Yeah. Um, so I'm terrified and thrilled yeah. all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we were just also saying um, when we came in and we were just doing research about you. We're also very proud of you Aww. and what you've accomplished. This is an amazing show. Thank you. This is Thank wonderful. You. No, I mean, and I appreciate hearing from you all. Like, <laughs> I really do. You Thank know? you. So, that's great. So, Thank you. But, yeah, we're going to be back more than once. Yes. We're both artists yes. ourselves. So oh, this great. Is, okay. You know, right up our alley. Yeah. So, we'll come and um, see what else is here to be offered. I think there's something happening on Saturday, right? I heard. Is it Saturday or Sunday? It's Saturday, yeah. It's Saturday, yeah, yeah, which should be a fun event. Yeah. So that might be something you all want to think about. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was such a pleasure. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Shout out to um, Miss Fletcher. What was his last name? Steven. Nelson. Nelson. Shout mm-hmm. out to Miss Fletcher and, and Mr. Nelson for um, taking the time out to tell us about um, the process of, of creating this show and and just having distinguished established people of color producing such a, a amazing show was was just gratifying to me it is and i i i'm so proud <laughs> you know i'm i'm so proud of this exhibition i'm so proud of what it turned out to be because it was something that I was longing for for a very long time. Um, I think it's the reason why um, I, you know, I wanted to start 54 plus at the time that I was in university because I felt like, where am I going to get artwork or an experience where I feel like I'm included in the art world or the art industry? And to have this um, with a curator who's the first ever um, African-American art curator at the NGA. This is like, okay, I am where I am supposed to be. It's a big deal. <laughs> and, you know, somebody that may not have felt coming from, you know, where we're coming from, may not have felt that it was... Attainable. A, a, an op- a, like an opportunity that can be fulfilled. Like, who knows? Like, someone could be feeling like they want to be a curator or study art history or have an experience or an opportunity to be something that they never really have seen been done before. It, 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 it does feel gratifying. It does feel like you belong when you see someone that has now been able to accomplish that thing. Yeah, it's like a family member that you see that's doing yeah, really well. Yeah, so we're well. all rooting for that you know, family member. Like, oh my God, you don't. Shout out <laughs> to you, man, for real. Right. But um, we really appreciate you guys listening. And 4,000 plays, 4,000 listens. Thank you all listens, so much. That's yeah. a really big deal, man. Shout we're, out to y'all. We're so thankful, and it's it hasn't even been two years. So we're we're very thankful for you. 
Absolutely. Um, Keep listening. I'm sure there'll be so many more um, stories and interviews that you may enjoy. 